This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Explainify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Derek Gerber. Hello and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Press Play. I am your host, Derek Gerber, and today we are so excited. We've got David J, founder of Warm Welcome. How's it going, David? What's happening, man? Great, Derek. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's another beautiful Friday, our recording days. And today we are so, again, grateful to have you on the show. You are, I would say, one of the leading storytellers through visual mediums as you've had a very long creative background that has led through many different ventures and founders, uh, founding startups and, and many other ventures that you've pushed through. So we're excited to uncover some of those today and follow your path along your journey. So I'd like to just introduce you to the audience. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm a startup guy, so I like to I like to start companies and kind of live in in the future a little bit. Uh, but I, I started way back, at, you know, I dropped out of college in 2000, started a service based company of uh, of photography, hit all the typical scaling problems, and then I started to get into software and uh, and build software companies. So that's the uh, the fast track of the last 20 years, but lots of bumps and bruises along the way. One of the fastest ways to grow is to learn along the way. <laughs> and I would say coming from the creative side, not having as much structure and then moving into software where there's tons of structure, there's a, a beautiful harmony and medium that comes to place. And I would say that it's storytelling all the way from being a photographer for wedding events, all the way into introducing ne- new technology that puts warm welcome videos on our website and puts humanity back into automation. And I see that through you. So walk us through, like what brought you into photography? Just keeping a little more conversational up front, like what drew your eye to that? What made you go after that venture first? Yeah, you know, it was kind of a happy accident. Uh, in high school, I was an athlete and the athletes and the artists didn't really mix at my high school. But the guidance counselor came and said, hey, you're not going to graduate unless you take an art class. And so I said, all right, whatever. You know, those weird artists just put me in whatever's easiest. And uh, that was the photography course. And I fell in love with it. So from there, I kept doing photography and soccer through college. And, and then when my soccer career ended, I was kind of over the, the college situation. So I just dropped out and uh, by default became a photographer. It was, at the time, it was a better title than dropout. Uh, so I, I stuck with that. I love it. I love it. And so besides all the wonderful memories you helped curate and put together yourself by your own hand, uh, along this journey, you found yourself getting into software. Uh, many of our viewers are marketing managers or leading marketing executives at software companies. So definitely interested in how going from the creative land into software versus where I see people try to get away from software, perhaps more into the creative land. So doing the reverse jump, but you have a background similar to mine. I was an athlete in high school, uh, did art, loved it, kept nice. doing it. And then there I was doing art <laughs> yeah. uh, as an athlete too. So I, I feel you, man. And it's, it's a wonderful place to be at, but yeah, tell me what got you to the software game. How did that work out? Well, you, you know, you bring up the art side and the photography and video side. It's, it's so important nowadays. We live in such a visual culture and it's, it's becoming a really cool transition from 
you know, purely text-based communication, which the world's been obsessed with, right? 600 years ago, the printing press came out and everyone got obsessed with uh, written communication. Um, But now we live in this visual world where um, we have the luxury of being able to talk face-to-face, even if it's over video or talk you know, through audio, even audio is better than just text. And uh, and so I think that's kind of what drew me into technology was um, looking at these problems that everybody, you know, runs into and they're frustrating, right? I think frustration is probably the number one driver for innovation. And that's something that pulled me into software because software can be something that that lowers our frustration. Uh, it can also be something that frustrates us, but uh, I think... <laughs> that's um, why we do have software IT support, you know, that are yeah. the, those things on purpose. <laughs> yep. But it can solve a lot of problems. And, you know, we saw that in the last year where everyone got isolated and, you know, everyone's staying at home and trying to learn how to work from home. And it became a pretty lonely, angry world really quickly, right? I mean, look at Facebook, look at Twitter, look at how people just spiraled when most of their communication was text. But you get back on video like this and, you know, you, you and I, we could disagree on a lot of things, but we could still see each other as humans, as people, as, you know we're going through life trying to do the best that we can and we don't have to agree on everything, but we can have a civil conversation about it. That's right. And I would also double down that one of the reasons for our own rapid expansion and growth is that people wanted to get back to that frustration-free of way of communicating with each other, if you would, putting the humanity back into the automation that we thought was the platform for a better life, right? And like, I feel like that's what comes together for me so quickly, especially being from uh, you know, a guy who came out of 10, 15 years of software and then is now running a creative agency. <laughs> uh, yeah. my, my goal was to always go make more video content because what we did was very text heavy. Mm-hmm. There was no personality inserted, um, no relationship to be formed. And like, I think that's what's some of the set. I want to bring to life some of the best technology in the world. And that only starts with better relationships. Um, I, I, I could see it from your side too. So it's like that connection right there for all the viewers, all the listeners in the audience, right? Um, get that dialed in. Uh, video is still the best way to communicate with people. The stats show your retention rates are better. The conversion, are, yeah, of course, of course. How you get that done though, is what's important these days. How do you put that humanity back into your brand, into to whatever the new normal is here as we're coming around the corner, right? So yeah. I want to talk more about uh, maybe some of your favorite projects, like just something that you can share with us, perhaps a brand we all know, but um, walk us through something to where someone maybe felt frustrated and wanted to get something out um, that was just maybe buried in text. And there was no better way to do it other than video, because that's what we want to get to is how do you see video evolving and innovating the world that you're in? Sure. Well, anytime we're buying something, we typically have questions about it, right? And and so, you know, you go to a store and there's a clerk or a salesperson or somebody there at the, at the store and you can ask them a couple questions. They can help you through that process. But then you buy that item and maybe you have some problems with it. Well, then you're kind of frustrated and you need some help with it. In all of those situations, a human is needed, right? Like, you can't just do sales through a chat bot. Like an automated chat bot will not do very well with sales, right? And these softer skills, empathy, you know, helping somebody understand something when they're confused by it. You know, a chat bot doesn't yet understand when I, when I squint my eyes as you're saying something like the chat bot doesn't know what that means, right? It doesn't know that I'm, I'm confused or I'm not quite tracking with what's going on, but a human can understand that. 
you know, somebody comes in with a broken product, how, how well is your chatbot doing showing empathy for the problem that they're having? Probably, probably not doing so well at that. And so humans are quite important and we've taken them out of the equation. And I think that's been the wrong direction for business in a long time. We focus too much on scale, like does it scale? And you see businesses going out of business left and right day after day. And it's because they shouldn't be thinking about it from that standpoint. They shouldn't be so focused on scaling it. They should be focused on serving their clients. And the fact is humans can do that better than robots. Video can do that better than text. Face-to-face can do that better than, than something you know infinitely scalable. You know, I think you just nailed it on the head. Less focus on scalability, more on humanity. Um, And the visual communication that we want to choose would be video because that medium rolls on every screen, gets the most attention, has the best retention, is the most sticky when it comes to getting that point across. So from anywhere to an explainer video to a warm welcome video, your experience is entirely changed in that short minute. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I get at with you. So when it comes to looking at some other projects and other things that you're working on with other brands, like what would you say becomes the biggest challenge for your clients, right? Like what is it? Is it we're trying to connect or is it simply just we're trying to convert more leads? I have a feeling that's not it. I have a feeling that there's a goal to bring some of that humanity back. Yeah, the the biggest challenge right now for probably any uh, video service is getting people away from feeling like they need to present themselves in this perfect uh, produced fashion. And, you know, what we saw in videos over the last, you know, 20, 30 years is every video you saw was like overly produced. It was perfect. It was scripted. And that was good. And that was important. But what's really powerful now is the video that's personal, that isn't perfect. There might be a flaw in it. You might stutter. Like that's what actually draws people in and connects people as humans. That builds trust. That leads to sales. So once people kind of get over themselves and say, hey, this video is not about you. It's about you helping the person on the other end of the video. That's when the game changes. I love it. And I would say even going back, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago when I was getting interested in creating videos, right? Again, I came from knowing software with an artistic background, looking at how do I use video versus being the video master at first and then going into some. So from my side, it was like I always wanted to increase leads, of course, but how I did it mattered knowing that there was a brand feeling to it that someone could buy into. So it became genuine, insightful, and helpful content that I would always produce. And the advice came from, well, what's the best camera? What should I buy? Well, if you have a potato, then you shoot it with the potato. Yeah. It doesn't matter what camera you got. It doesn't matter the microphone you got. Get out there and make that content happen and bring to life what it means to work with you. Show me what it feels like in, you know, that short amount of time you have my attention. Again, I've repeated on other episodes for our viewers, but you know, if you're seeing 6,000 ads a day, who are you going to remember? Yeah. So think about it that way. It's just like, again, for the audience, but then also to take us into our next questions is like, when it comes into these types of short form campaigns, right? For video, right? Short form video is anywhere from five to 15 seconds, social media type of stuff, short form advertising you see on, on streaming when you're watching Hulu and things like that at home, but then also all the way up into the 60, 90 second range for explainer videos. What would you say is some of your most stickiness uh, or, or, or stickiest work that you've done in that? Or what generates the most stickiness along the way when you're creating that content with other brands? What do you think it is? Well, I think that, 
you know, Donald Miller, he really hit this on the head when he said, we need to focus less on our product or less on what we're producing and more on the customer's problem. And that's where we get sidetracked, right? We spend all of our time creating a video or creating a marketing campaign or creating a product. We think about it every single day. So when the client comes in or the potential client comes in, we tend to talk about that. We talk about our product or we talk about whatever it is we're interested in. And if we can flip that around and talk almost exclusively about their problem, that helps us connect with them. That helps them really know that we understand what they're going through and that we're there to help them. And once again, nailing it, and it perfectly aligns even with our own three pillars, but awareness, education, revenue, those are usually the the biggest pain points for clients. But how we get there, that's the fun part. Mm. 50% science as to here's a generic formula that we know is what you need and what's going to work. But how we get that done in the visual medium, in the little box that we have here, how does that come to life? That's what I find so inspiring and fun at the same time. But you're right, creating that connection to immediate brand awareness while generating brand loyalty without ever having to pick up the phone through a short form video is certainly the best way to go. And that is best practices for what everyone's doing. Again, the the evolvement of advertising and marketing and sales isn't, again, trying to be too perfect and too polished at this point. That's not the look. It's like, what's it like to work with that brand? What's it like to build a relationship? So I know that my guy, David, is at this place and I saw a video of that. That's where I think it starts to go. And I I do feel it's like, as we move into other complicated topics, there's there's AI and deep fakes and AI-centric created content for script writing, for voiceovers, and even video creation itself now. I find it interesting, but... When robots get too involved, you, again, are removing the humanity from the entire war game we're playing here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And I feel like that's kind of a, I don't know, a a weird general thing to say from like a a war perspective by itself. It's like you're taking the humanity out of the entire chessboard, which makes no sense to me. So I love that you're saying that. And And it takes me into is what are you seeing on the innovation front? as the cutting edge right now? How are you innovating with Warm Welcome, but then the other ventures that you have at the same time? What's what's coming around there? Yeah, we're trying to make it more simple to bring humanity back into businesses, uh, specifically online. And, you know, you go to a store and there's a person there to greet you, right? You walk into the Apple store and there's somebody there to give you a warm welcome and say, hey, how can I help? Can I point you in the right direction? Can I answer any questions that you have? You go to Walmart, it's the same thing. You know, these big businesses have discovered that that's very effective, but you go around to almost every single website and you look at it and it's beautiful and it's crafted perfectly and they've thought about the visuals, but the humans are gone. And that's what we need to do is we need to change that and say, hey, let's, now that everybody is selling through their website or should be at least starting to think about that (laughs) after this last year, it's like, if you haven't already gone down that road, uh, you're a little late to the game. But uh, we got to bring the humans back and make these human interactions possible right through the internet. And oddly, that's an innovation when really I think it's where we should have started 10 or 20 years ago. But uh, it's happening. And that's what Warm Welcome does is it helps you greet your customers, interact with them in a relational way right there through your website. And that's what's amazing. It's almost like going back to the future, if you would. Just, hey, we're taking the same old concept of putting that 
warm welcome right up front and redoing it. Um, <laughs> is it the innovation we needed? Well, as you go through life and bumps and bruises and the world changes overnight, I think that we go back to the basics on things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where the best I could describe with our clients, but also from what we've covered on this show and everywhere else you look, how do we go back to the basics and doing those things right? On other episodes that we've had, we've talked about the creative freedom that we have right now, which I also think is an interesting topic, is that with everybody looking to create what the new normal looks like because we just came out of a super highly polished, everything put together type Mm -hmm. of land. Um, Now everybody was sent home. (laughs) Uh, You can't just go get live action shots again because no one was allowed in the building. All the crazy hurdles and speed bumps that we overcame together, right? Now it's back into, it's almost like who can create the next viral thing without any direction. And again, if you were to rate it on the creativity freedom scale, I'd I'd give everybody like an eight or nine right now. You could basically produce anything and somebody's going to watch it or form some cult around it, right? To make it the next hype. But what have you seen in terms of like trends towards that type of uh, relationship with content? What are your thoughts? What do you see? Well, the the type of content has become much uh, much more approachable, right? I mean, uh, a year or two years ago, uh, you probably remember the viral video of the newscaster who was doing an interview, and you know, there, his kid walked in the back door and he freaked out. He didn't know what to do. Nowadays, that's like everybody every day, and. And so everyone's like, oh, hey, it's cool. Everyone's working at home. There's kids screaming. My kids are downstairs screaming right now. You might get a little preview of that in this, in this uh, podcast. Mine was just yelling outside the door now. Though. I was <laughs> checking my mic. <laughs> yeah. And that used to be such like a faux pas, like, oh my gosh, there's kids that scream. And now it's like, dude, we're all just humans and there's kids and there's families. And, um, and so I think it's a beautiful change that's happened where we've, we've been able to... Um, I would say raise the bar on how we go about work because it's becoming more integrated with our life and integrated with our family instead of separate from our family. That's that's so perfect because we want to create content that fits your lifestyle and the lifestyle has changed. Before, I would say people have argued for work-life balance where there's a clear, nice barrier between what stays at work and what stays at home. And now it's just your life. Yeah, There's nothing, it's just your life. So if the kid is screaming and I still see 6,000 ads a day and it's the same old thing with no humanity, who are you to a screaming toddler? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, man. So I, I feel like I'm on the same page with you. It's just my life. How do yeah. I make content that fits your life when you need to find me to know that I'm there? That's that's like the really big storytelling part that I think gets glued together with this visual medium. Just showing that we are all people. We all got things. Life doesn't stop because you started a job. Like nothing like that ever works the same way again, I would argue. And so for the next decade, I think that we'll still see some adjustments coming out of the way uh, work has changed. But what would you say about um, how how your work life has changed, about how you're interacting with clients and their demands right now? Do you think it's pushing more towards a, a casual availability of personality or is it more of the corporate approach that, hey, we're still here? You know, is there is there like a, a style that people are leaning towards at the moment that I'm trying to get at? Is it really trying to push towards that corporate branded look or is it about accepting the humanity that we've all uh, come to realize over the last year? What do you think it is? Well, I, I think there's value in both. Uh, but if, if I was Great to look answer. at a direction, I would say it's leaning pretty heavily towards uh, just real authentic people doing business with other people. And whether you work for a big company and you're 
you know, in a, on a sales team or marketing team or customer support team, whatever it is, I would say it's still more important for you to interact as yourself talking to another person who uses that product or is going to use that product um, rather than trying to present yourself as the brand or as, um, as a company. I think more and more so we're just seeing a, a distrust, a dislike, um, uh, maybe lack of authenticity from bigger brands. And so they're having to work really hard to humanize their brand. Uh, and I think the best way to do that is just, just to liberate their people to be people and stop having so so much bureaucracy, so many rules. So, you know, it's like everyone's afraid to say the wrong thing and get canceled or, you know, something like this. It's like, come on, like, just be human, you know, help the people that are there in front of you and get on with it. I thank you for that. You know, really just get on with it. Get to get to being you. Yeah, yeah. I see you got a fancy website. I, I see all the store. Great. What's it like to work with you? What's it like to work with David? What's it like to work with Derek? Derek has too much coffee. So that's one thing. I'll tell you that right now. But on, on the flip side of things, right? Uh, we're both we're both chasing it. We're both trying to get at it. And we see these big names, these big brands, um, very big corporate brands trying to undo some of the corporateness that got them there, which is the strange thing to us. But the videos we've been creating, I can't mention these stories, but talking about payment technologies for some of your favorite credit card providers. I mean, even those videos aren't about, look at us. We're so corporate and perfect. It's about, hey, trust us with your information and your data and go confidently make that purchase for your little kid using our secure payment technology. That's a completely different game than it was a couple years ago where we said, we have 128-bit blowfish contription technology, like whatever (laughs) words you've already lost me at within the first seven seconds. That is not the vibe for making videos right now. And mm. that's the interesting thing. Again, we, we've exploded in our own video growth volume and capacity, but everyone's coming to us because of the way we tell the story. The way mm. we build the brand with you has been the genuine angle, less of that corporate, we need to have all 10 of these bullet points nailed down perfectly, all bolted down. It's more about, hey, the voiceover changes have reflected that. The animation style has reflected that. And then most importantly, the script itself. We went from all these acronyms into more casual welcoming speak. And that's a, that warm welcome thing always comes back as we're talking about those types of videos. So I love it. But as we're coming around the corner on this, what are you looking for in the future, in the next couple of years to happen? What do you see um, you doing yourself as, as the next well innovation piece has come to life as we're returning to the new normal? But what's around the corner for you and warm welcome? Well, what warm welcome is, is, is kind of changing the way video is delivered. And, you know, you've probably heard the term, uh, the medium is the message. And we've had video content, whether it's short form, long form, personal, professional, whatever. Uh, and it's been delivered in kind of a broadcast way. Create a video, push it out. Well, a mentor of mine named Jeff Yoakum, he said, don't think of marketing as pushing messages out. Think of it as a way to pull people in. And what Warm Welcome does is it changes the medium, right? You can deliver all sorts of different video messages through Warm Welcome. But the difference is that with Warm Welcome, you're inviting a response. You're inviting engagement. The person can click a button and send you a video back or an audio or a text message back. That's very different from most of the way that video is delivered. Most of it is just content that you're broadcasting out to the world where 
I think that's what's changing nowadays is video content is not just a promo piece anymore. It's an invitation into a conversation. So that's what, what Warm Welcome is doing. And it's still, you know, it needs video content. It needs people like you that create the stuff or, you know, somebody from a, a business to create it. But the medium is very different. That's perfectly said. And again, yeah, marketing isn't meant to just overrun people and say, here's my message, jam it down your throat and make sure you remembered it for me <laughs> so I could get my CPM and ROI and whatever else, whatever fun acronym, there's about 5,200 of them. Um, yeah, I mean, just trying to get to that story, that, that, that invitation to create a relationship is best sought out with video. Mm-hmm. That's the way I'm going to put it. Um, I got to know just from your own personal side as you're watching advertising and you're watching the world, you know, take off again in the new normal. Have you had any favorite advertising uh, or, or things that you've, uh, you know, campaigns, um, websites, things, things that are changing in front of you that you like the best? Is there one that you could share with the audience? Is there a brand out there who's doing it right? You know, I don't, I don't watch any TV. And so I, I don't you. see many ads, um, but you know, and I'm, I'm even working to get completely off social media. And, um, and so I'm probably a bad one to ask that question to, uh, but, but I, I would just say the, the more authentic, the more real, the better. And the more, um, the more the ad is inviting the person viewing it to, uh, engage, not from a purchase perspective, but engage from, uh, I would even say like a philosophical or ideological perspective, I think is where we're seeing a lot of um, division, not necessarily in a bad way, but we're just seeing people want to support brands that believe and the, and the business and the people behind the business believe the same things. And, you know, that's the way the world has gone. And, and we can fight that and say, no, it shouldn't be that way or it should be that way. But the truth is that's the way it is. And, and so we've got to operate in that market. And so, you know, there's a coffee company, Black Rifle Coffee, that uh, I'd never heard of them. And uh, this gal I work with was like, oh, you got to get them. They're awesome. And so I started ordering their coffee because of what they believe in, what they stand for. And I think that's, that's something that people shouldn't be scared of. You should be able to speak up, have your own beliefs have the freedom to talk about them. And that's going to attract some people and it's going to detract some people. And that's okay. I would argue too that with so many different options available to us in the world because of people buying things online, because of the interwebs and all the things in between, we really have the luxury at this day and age to pick a brand that most resonates with us because of convenience or luxury or capitalism, how how deep you want to go, whatever. But we have that luxury to have options. And I think that's what's most important is 40, 50 years ago, not everybody in the world just had options. Right. <laughs> you yeah. had one type of brand and it sat there on the shelf next to no other choice. And now you go down uh, the supermarket aisle, not that they're all restocked now, right? Um, and you've got a million brands. You got a million different types of pastas and cereals. And like, that's just the way it looks online sometimes too, is all these choices. So as we're, as we're coming around here, one final thought for the audience. What would you what would you share with the audience today? What would you be the one thing that they could take away that matters to you most about what you do? Well, uh, I don't have a quick answer, but I'll tell you what I'm doing. And that is I'm trying to sell one of my tech companies and move more into the physical space that I can do work with my kids. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And 
you know, I'm not going to let them just kind of jump on my lap during a podcast or certain meetings. Sometimes they'll, they'll jump in for a meeting, but, um, but they can go out and build something with me. And so I want to go and build a little farm as a family and take them out every single day and show them that hard work is good. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, because I think that um, right, right now, a lot of people see work as something that divides the family or the kids see it as something that takes mom or dad away. And for the next 10 years, I want to show my kids and work with my kids so that, that they see work as a positive thing. And they're not trying to escape it their whole life. They're just trying to find the work that they were uniquely gifted to do and then go and do it really well. So that's the, the kind of big um, right turn that, that I'm taking in my life. Uh, but, you know, everyone's kind of got their own track and you got to kind of get there on your own. Uh, I will also add to that. I've got kids about the same exact ages there. And uh, I will tell you, um, from someone who's done a lot of international travel and been behind a computer and on many meetings <laughs> um, over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, of course, um, nothing has been like this past year. Um, rapidly growing a company while sitting at home with crazy kids is never something I thought that I could really overcome. But after this, now I realize the power of that. I get to decide how my day is. I get to decide how it's going to go, whether the kid's screaming in my lap or whatever. I'm happy that I even have that opportunity. I don't have to travel across the world when I can be on a video call. Yeah. And so I really have helped redefine for my own life. But I could uh, <laughs> I could tell you right now, there are plenty of people just like us looking to find what it is in that next new normal. What does that life look like as we're all going back to the basics of what it means to be a human being, right? And so I think that having a little fun with it, being genuine and just getting out there, that's the way to do it. There's nothing wrong with that hard work. Let's go get it done. I feel like people are always looking for that easy way out and work has been turned into this angry devil thing. And it's like, no, that's actually a, a great way to build a lot of character. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, obviously money, but like if you're doing what you love, then it's not a job. And I can think that's kind of where I come to. So when it comes to that video content, it should be the same thing. It's not a job. It's your chance to get on that platform and say, this is us. This is what it's like to be like that. And if you need help with that, well, then you've got my friend Jay at Warm Welcome and also your friend Derek at Explainify here. So as we're wrapping up, I just want to say, David, thank you again for such a wonderful show today. We appreciate it. You're always welcome back on again in the future. And for all the audience members, if you haven't already, please hit follow. Please hit subscribe. Upvote this thing. Let's take it to the moon. I'm Derek Gerber, your host, and we'll talk soon. Thanks again. 